Adam was like, these cookies are really good. And like, you just complained not too long ago about this crappy edible. Why don't you just make some with cannabis butter? Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. These are the last days of prohibition. And this show seeks to feature the stories of the founders, the investors, the marketers that are bridging the gap. The day of getting a little dime bag from your guy on the corner is done. It's not happening. What's up everybody, I'm Brandon David. Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. The time has come. We are gonna debut these gateway incubator companies. They've already changed names. One company got kicked out. They're getting lots of traction. They're deployed in a couple places. It's a fascinating discussion about why they were picked, why they're here, and why they will be the most investable companies in September. It's a great episode, guys. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Friends. Great to see you again, thanks for being here. Last time we talked, which seems like a long time ago, December at this point, we were kind of in like the ideation stage of this, right? What this was gonna be, what this building is gonna be, it's grown so much. How has the last few months been? I mean, you've got the applications in, how did that process go? When we talked to you last time, I think we were very confident about our abilities and what we could do. Um, and about two or three months ago, we just got really excited about the companies that we were going to be able to work with. We found some really awesome companies. And in the last two months, we're about halfway through the program now, they're really starting to shine. And you know, companies are going live, they're starting to hit their traction, um, we're tracking their key metrics, and you know, come September when they have a demo day, I think they're really going to blow some people away. It feels like you've hit a ton of a critical mass of momentum here in a little bit. It used to be I would go tell people about Gateway. You know, I'd say, oh, there's this cannabis incubator happening. It's so amazing. And now I have people coming to me and saying like, hey, do you know about Gateway? I'm like, I'm on the website, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know about it. <laughs> but yeah, it feels like you've really come a long way in that process. Um, tell me about the selection process a little bit. I mean, it's something I'm fascinated by. You know, what do you look for? You get all these applications. How, how do you sift through them? The founder is most of what makes the company. And screening founders is actually quite difficult. And we have, I think, probably one of the most rigorous processes for founder screening that I've seen from anyone in any program anywhere. Um, we do a psychometric test. Uh, we do a series of interviews. Ben and I have kind of a... Method. I won't say manipulative way, but we, <laughs> we intentionally poke at founders during interviews in, in ways that are not obvious, but they're designed to give us feedback mm. about the founder's mentality. And we had, what, 150? 150 applications. applications. Yeah. And we got down to, we admitted eight. So. Yeah, you admitted eight. And another really interesting part of the process, which I was involved in, is we had a conference call with a number of mentors, yeah. right, where you presented these companies, and then we all kind of gave some feedback and whatnot, which is fascinating. Is that something that happens in a lot of other incubators, accelerators? That I don't you know? think so. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I've been a mentor at other incubators yeah. and accelerators. I've never seen it. Hey, we have these smart people with expertise in various areas. Why not use them? Mm -hmm. And it turned out really well. There were at least two examples I can think of of companies that I wasn't sure if there was a, really, a real market need for. Mm -hmm. And mentors spontaneously said, oh my God, that's awesome. I would totally pay for that because mm -hmm. they're in the industry. Yep. And that was a positive yeah. signaling. Like, well, oh, okay, it's not just me. It's a real problem. I think it goes back to like why we've been able to kind of 
built our place in this industry is we've always been very honest about what our knowledge set was and where our limitations were. And we've paired ourselves with people that do have experience in the industry, and we need to lean on that to be successful. Mm -hmm. And you sure have. I mean, just in the short time that the incubator has started, there's already a lot of mentors in here adding a lot of value. I mean, I know Debbie Goldsberry has been here. Sabo Shen of Vape Exhale was doing a talk. I mean, they really have stepped up and, and participated. We're how many months into, into the program now? We're about two months. Two months into the program, and there's about two, three months left, something like that? About two months of the program, then there's about a month uh, where they have time to kind of get their ducks in a row. Got it. Um, and what do you expect from these companies? And I know we're planning a demo day here where they're going to sort of present to the world, but what do you hope they achieve in, in that time period? Sure. I mean, it. You, each company is going to be a little bit different, right? They all have different starting points. They all have different teams. Um, but what we want out of all of them as a whole is like seven investable companies, mm. you know, the seven best investment opportunities in the cannabis space, period. Because these companies will need angel level investment and seed level investment upon graduation, yep. most of them. Yep. But a year from now, two years from now, they're going to need Series A, Series B, and we want to really prep the mainstream venture community for investing in cannabis. Cool, let's get into some of the companies here. So the first one is called Buddha Bakes, and uh, this is just high, high quality gourmet edible. Your my background is baking, that's what I've done in, in Denmark and in Europe, and um, I kind of just bake. I don't really think anything of it, but just I like to bake. Let's talk about how we got the cannabis the in cannabis, actually everything. Yeah. Um, that started off actually in 2004. My mom passed away from uh, cancer. She had been self-medicating with edibles after the chemo. And I was like, well, what is that? I had no idea what edibles even really were. I didn't have a chance to ask her really what that was about. But that left a little seed in my head. Um, flash forward 2009. I moved to uh, Los Angeles, uh, to another place in Los Angeles, Pasadena. I meet Sasha walking down the street one day. I was uh, taking a break from the film Avatar. I was working on Avatar and James Cameron had just been beating the shit out of us for like months and so uh, when we got a chance to get out of there and take a break, we got out, I drove to Hollywood, I see this beautiful woman and I'm like, yo, let me talk to her. Long story short, my neighbor ends up being my uh, my weed connection. Yeah, let's not say dealer, right? Yeah, weed my, my weed connection. <laughs> and um, um, I'm at work, I'm back on another film, and uh, this awesome baker here and my awesome weed connection just put two and two together. Uh, I guess he had tasted some of the cookies that she had yeah. made for Leonardo or the crew on Inception, and he's like, yo, put some weed in these yeah. things. I was like, how do, you, how do you do that? Yeah, and so, so we just kind of looked up like, how do you make cannabis butter? And we tried like for a week, we just uh, kind of experienced with about Kobe making too. the different strengths. So one day uh, we're tooling around the house. I'm not even sure what we're doing. I just happened to go online looking for something. And I, I plug in, I think accelerator, cannabis just might've slipped in my hand. And all of a sudden <laughs> gateway pops up. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's not real. That's like, that's not real. And I'm looking at it and I'm reading it. I'm like, that ain't real. And you know, and like, I don't know where she was in the house. And I'm like, Sush, Sush, look at this right here. It's like Founders Institute for weed. Oh my God, what is yeah, this? Kind of and literally, I think she had to slap me. Like, would you just let me see the laptop and see what it is? So we look at it, we go through it. And she goes, and I, your first reaction was like, so? And I was like, what? 
No, no, no. Everything that we've been through with Founders Institute, technology, raising funds, C-suite people, Max My Body is my other company. I'm like, put all that shit to the side. These people here, look at this mentor list. Look at this program. Look at where they are. Look at how they're positioned. Look at how they're funded. This is what we got to do. And I don't, the same way I felt at the time when we were in the kitchen having that meeting, whether it was Wipeout or Cannabis, I felt the same way about Gateway. I was like, this is exactly what we have to do. My wife makes quite possibly the best she makes the best edibles on the fucking planet, man. I mean, she just does. The, the things that she's able to do with butter and sugar, I've never seen done before, whether it's non-medicated or medicated. I knew if I could just get her items to somebody that could help us market, help us brand, help us become first a regional power player in our own backyard of California, and then give us an idea of who to talk to to scale it just next door, Colorado, Arizona, Utah, all these different places. I knew if these guys were this heavily invested in it, they would have some answers for us. What about them compelled you? They're amazing to work with. So much energy, creativity, husband and wife team, which, I mean, to be honest, most investors usually get really nervous about. Yeah, interesting. Um, but they have a really good working dynamic um, and very coachable, uh, which is awesome. And the products, frankly, are phenomenal. Yeah, they're delicious. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. crazy good. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, awesome products, great team. They've operated at a level that a lot of, you know, edible companies haven't. They've been in 75 dispensaries. They've operated at seven figures of revenue. Um, but they've been a mom and pop. And they have a growth mindset. They want to be that bigger brand. They want to take it to the next level. Um, we don't necessarily believe that Buda Bakes is the vehicle as far as a name. Um, so they've come to us in the hopes that we can help them rebrand, make the right connections, and take the strategy that gets them to that next level. Are there specific goals uh, to be met by Demo Day in September? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for each of the companies, there's a traction metric that we uh, track with them. And so they need to be showing growth there. Budabakes is a little bit of a different story because they have been operating for so long. They're not like a startup from scratch. Uh, they're more of a rebranding relaunch. And for them, we have a, a specific ARR target for them. I think it's somewhere around $2 million ARR that they need to hit. So just for anybody that doesn't know, a little lesson here, ARR, annual reoccurring revenue. So this is just the total top line money they're going to make uh, over the year. Yeah. yeah, and we feel like you know that establishes them as a credible business with real growth opportunity. Um, that's in line with what the other big edible companies are today or, or above them? I, I actually am not totally sure what yeah. the, not all the edible companies are completely transparent with yeah. what their sure. re revenue is. Sure. But for, from our perspective, that's the kind of revenue, at least for Buda Bakes, where there's no pressure to raise. It becomes raising about growth, mm. right? We, we, we need to raise for growth rather than we need money or because we have a runway we're going to run out with. Sure. That, that's a nice, comfortable run rate for them where they, you know, it would be nice to raise for growth, but it's not urgent. We wanted to do it with really smart people, really smart investors, people that understand not where cannabis is today, but where cannabis is going to be 10 yeah. years from now. We make a great product, but we are by no means the, uh, the tops of our game. 
And that's what we came here to do. We came yeah. here to not only polish our game, but figure out what our actual game is. And then whatever brand foundation that we decide is appropriate for our company and whatever positioning we're able to produce out of this, we are going to go forward as a family. We have two kids and we're not going to be embarrassed or ashamed about yeah what we do in the cannabis or industry. Scared. None of our friends knew what we no, did No, we had a little coming out party before we left LA. Yeah, with our so friends, yeah. They're like, you do what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that stuff that you go down there and buy quietly that you don't tell anybody? Yeah, we make those. <laughs> yeah. Right now it's very fragmented and there's going to be a, the kind of brand where, where the, the people who really own uh, a piece of the, the consumer's heart or mind are going to, whether or not they're the best products, are going to end up winning. Um, and if you look at a lot of edible products, they're not you know, they can't compete on the shelf with something like, uh, you know, at, at the shelf like Whole Foods or, or anything like that. They wouldn't look good, right? And that's something that's going to change in the industry. When you surround yourself with smarter people yeah. and they have formed into a village, that village has no opportunity to fail. It's just experiments that may go wrong. But when people are pulled together in a village like this to be able to produce something that is as powerful and as moving as what we're going through right now in the cannabis industry, you've got to be a part of that. So the cake pops have been super popular for yeah. them. And um, that's kind of like the one item that we're like focusing on right now with them. Um, so when it comes to relaunching the brand and everything, ushering it through like through this beautifully designed packaging, telling their story and coming out with the new brand. What is our business identity? What is our brand? What is our persona? Who do we appeal to? Why do we appeal to them? And this is stuff that I've never done before. You have Ben and Carter, who obviously are very competent businessmen in themselves, and you have uh, the speakers that they bring in, the teachers that they bring in, little field trips that we go on that maybe it seems like you know, it doesn't matter or it's little things, but all these little steps that we take every day, it really adds up to growing a lot over, you know, over the four months of time. You know, I'm really excited. It's giving to you confidence as a CEO of your yeah, company. Sure. Yeah, from now until demo day, um, we're going to focus on two items that we're going to dominate our market with. Uh, our cookies and our cake pops. Um, of course, there are almost 40 variations on each one of those, so we have to pare that down a little bit. They want us to hone in on what the exact initial offer is going to be and to be able to hit a home run with that initial offer. And that's my job, is to make sure that we have um, enough resources lined up that I have uh, effectively captured the essence of that launch date and whenever we actually do launch, that it goes off smoothly, it goes off well. I think the reason they invited us here in the first place, because um, we don't quit. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're those two kids uh, uh, take on the whole school mm -hmm. and win, because we just don't quit. Investing in cannabis is 100% independent media. That means there's no parent company. We don't have anybody telling us what to do. But in order to maintain that, I, I need you. So there's this great startup called Patreon in San Francisco, uh, and they allowed you to donate a little bit of money every month, five, 10, 20 bucks, uh, to help support the creators, us, Investing in Cannabis, of this great content that you love to watch. Even if you, you aren't in a position to come out to the world or you got a conservative job, uh, if, if you're smoking cannabis, if you're enjoying it, 
uh, just you know, donate a little bit of money to us anonymously. And it's just your little way to stay connected to the industry, even if you can't shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. Uh, you know, just give five, ten bucks a month. I mean, you're, you're buying that weed anyways. Head over to patreon.com slash investing in cannabis. It gives you a chance to invest in cannabis.